Welcome to Step Up and Thrive, where you get quick and easy tips on business management, productivity, stress management, work-life balance and marketing. I am Tuli Baxi, personal development coach, and my task here is to introduce you to various ways to succeed in business while keeping the summit. Hi, welcome to the podcast, and today we are speaking about stress resilience. My guest today is Jody Walkering. Jody is passionate about assisting businesses to build an enduring resilient culture at the whole cultural level, the various levels of leadership within the business and at the individual level so that the business as a whole and the individuals within the business can experience the enormous benefits of an enduring resilient culture. Welcome, Jody, to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, and you're again from other side of the earth. I'm in Northern Europe and you're from Australia. I certainly am. Several years ago, you were on the edge of burnout. Can you please tell us what brought you there and what did you do with that? Okay, so I've spent most of my working life in the corporate world. Um, in positions of of generally leadership and and areas positions of responsibility and and authority, um, and what I found through most of my working life, while I could do those roles, I almost lived in a permanent state of stress, but wasn't aware because it was just kind of the normal way that I lived. Now, there was obviously peaks and troughs like with most people with that where you feel more stressed or less stressed depending on what's going on. But a few years back, I was, as you said, on the edge of burnout. So I um, wasn't in a great state kind of mentally, physically it was showing um, and I could feel I was very, very close to that sort of overwhelm exhaustion kind of um, level. And it was in some ways in hindsight a really good point because I got to that serious point and went, my gosh, there must be something better than this. It was one of those, I call them light bulb moments, where you go, there has to be something better and it almost set me on a a quest that I really haven't stopped since. So it was a quest, first of all, um, to help myself and to get myself back into a better state. Um, and then that almost naturally progressed to helping other people with, with the same issue. And then um, it, that's progressed to helping um, businesses to create environments that, that are more stress resilient. So, yeah, that's how I kind of ended up doing the work that I'm doing. It's great to hear that your own let's say, difficult journey has brought you to help other people? I think it gives you some interesting insights that um, it's like when people are telling you things, you've been there, so you can actually really empathise with where they're they're coming from, what they're saying. Mm. And you work with all those people on three levels. And can you please tell us what are those three levels? Yep. Um, So I find when people are affected by stress, 
you have to work on the three levels. The first level is if you are finding yourself in a state of stress, being aware of it and being conscious of it, and then there are certain things that you can do to bring yourself back to calm. And most of those things, go stress um, and the stress response has a largely, to a large extent, a physiological response, um, and a lot of those in-the-moment resets work to that physiology so bring yourself back to calm so that's the first level and most people find those fun to learn and they're usually quite easy to learn and quite quick to learn and very very useful so then the second level is working with people on lifestyle and mindset things that make an enormous difference to um, how we deal with the stresses in our life so um, things like a sleep is probably one of the the best examples so most people can relate that when they've been stressed it quite often affects their sleep and the other way around when they haven't slept well they normally um they feel the stresses in their life and the effect on them a lot more so so sleep's just one example but there's a whole range so like diet exercise, mindfulness, meditation, there, there, there's a whole lot of them. Um, and the other side of that level two is um, mindset. So changing the way that you look at situations and you mentally process situations so that um, you, you respond and you decode them in your mindset in a way that's going to be working for you rather than against you. So that's level two. Level three. Level three applies, um, I find, to people who, who like myself, um, stress is a repeated issue in their life and it is something that's almost like an undercurrent through a lot of their life. And I find while level one and level two are fantastic, to actually really get to the root of it is level three. So level three is um, the underlying subconscious things so these are our things we're not aware of generally so our beliefs our values um, our habits um, our default behaviors and our perceptions of things and when I work with coaching clients it's where the bulk of our time is because it has a huge impact on on people's lives and really getting this stress resilience so that you are not affected with those busy working days or something unexpected to turn up. Yeah, this this really helps to be live and happy and enjoying your business as well. Yeah, it's a quality of life thing. Mm. It's it's and and it's important to remember that um with when we're building stress resilience it's staying calm as much as possible but the other side is we're human we are going to feel stressed no matter who we are at, at different stages recognizing that and bringing us, ourselves back to calm as, as quickly as possible so no one's going to be happy 24 hours a day seven days a week there's going to be things that affect us but yeah th there's ways to kind of manage it lovely so can you please talk us more about this third level, about these underlying or subconscious beliefs, values and perceptions? 
What can we do with those? It's such an interesting question and it's probably the thing when I work with people one-on-one I enjoy doing the most. It is thought by a lot of researchers out there that 95% of our behaviour is subconscious. So that means 95% of our behaviour comes from that automatic response. So this level three is working on that subconscious things because really if we're not aware of it and we're not conscious of it, we really can't do anything to overcome it. So um, probably a really good way of explaining this because it is a very individual thing how this shows up in different people. Um, An example I see a lot of the time um, is perfectionism. So there may be somebody who um, almost has an underlying belief that unless they do something perfectly, they're not good enough. That's a very, very common one. This is, I would say, every woman entrepreneur has it because they have to be better than all those men to be treated equally very often. I find it more often, I was hesitating saying it, but you, you, you actually, my perception is that perfectionism is more an issue for women than men overall. There obviously are exceptions, but yeah. It's it's a women's thing generally. What else can you tell about those beliefs and values? How can we change it? How can we take them away, remove them? Yep. Um, So when I work with people on this, it's almost like a three-stage process. So the first stage is awareness Um, and You can do this with the help of something like a coach or you can do it yourself where you're basically becoming aware of what you're automatically not aware of. And this is where coaches tap into that because they'll they'll see what you don't see yourself and have become almost blind to because it's just the way you live your life. Um, But awareness is definitely the the first step. So just say, for example, somebody has a pattern of their value that they see in themselves is always determined by the value of how people around them see them. So they're basically handing over the power of their self-perception to other people. That's another common one. Being aware that that's what's going on is a huge development in itself because if you're aware of it, you can start to do something about it. The second step is unpacking it. Now what I mean by that is, and some people do are okay with not going to this level, but most people they need to kind of unpack it at least to some stage. And what I mean by that is finding out where it's actually come from. So just say, for example, um, the perfectionist example that I said before, if you've got a almost an, a mode of thought where everything has to be perfect or it's not good enough or you're not good enough, Um, unpacking, well, where did that actually come from originally? Was that something that was because most of these behaviours and beliefs and the subconscious things are formed in the first seven years of life. In the first seven years of life, um, our brain is in a different state it's almost like the hypnotic state where you're actually very, you're just kind of soaking up messages and they become automatic so there'll be something in most cases in those first seven years of life that's giving you that belief 
So it can be something that you saw just say in your parents. It can sometimes be one sentence from somebody important in your life. It can be as simple as that. And with this, people kind of, when they talk about this formative stuff in the first seven years, it doesn't have to be from a place of, of neglect or, or abuse or malice. It can be, but it doesn't have to be from those really negative kind of upbringings. It can be something really subtle. So just say, for example, money is a big one. People have beliefs around money and they it could be money is always hard to come by, could be their belief. There might be something when you unpack it that's happened that they saw when they were a kid, their parents always struggling for money or that was always a source of tension between their parents. So unpacking what's the underlying. And the third level which is which is great to, to for people to actually do um, because it's about taking the power back in their life is there's various processes um, and and methods that you can go through to actually actively overturn those behaviors and overturn those beliefs so that they go from a subconscious thing to a consciously creating the opposite and often that's done by repeated habitual practice of what you're wanting to create rather than what's been underlying that's really amazing and what kind of changes there can be after these three levels with the lives of those people oh the impact is enormous absolutely enormous um it it, I'm not exaggerating when I say it can be life-changing with people who go through this process. Can you please tell a few examples? Yeah, yeah, I've got, I have to be very careful of, of privacy. I'll, I'll talk about myself. I'm quite happy to, to talk about myself as an example. I basically had a, a perception in myself of not being good enough and it's tied in with the, 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 um, the perfectionism but for me, it was doing everything perfectly and being lovable and likable and all that sort of stuff. So to me, a lot of my stress was related to my underlying um, beliefs about myself and beliefs about what makes me worthwhile in the world. And really, before I dealt with all of this, quite an undercurrent of low self-esteem and by going through this, being aware that that was what was going on, working out my root causes um, for it, which again were, were childhood things, and then actively working through processes to overcome that. So things like a trained, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, or your audience would be familiar with Jack Canfield, Success Principles Trainer American, yep, Um so one of the things that he does is a mirror exercise where you talk to yourself in the mirror. It is the most uncomfortable thing to do when you're not used to doing it. Um, when you look at yourself in the in the eyes in the mirror and tell yourself you're doing really well and um, I love you, when that's really foreign to you, it is so uncomfortable. But if you make it a repeated practice, it over time changes that subconscious and that that along with other things. I didn't just do the one thing, but that's one of the things that I did do to change that underlying um, belief about myself and belief about my worth 
in in the world. So that's probably the best example is, is kind of talk about myself that way. I'm not giving away any anybody else's information. Yeah, your example is really great. So yeah, thank you so much for that example. And now it's time for our quick tip section. And this is something what we do regularly on our podcast. And my question is, what is your biggest revelation about stress resilience? It is so common in modern life that it's almost got to the stage where we're not even aware that we're stressed. And we need to be aware that that's what's going on and that that doesn't have to be the way that we live our life that there is a better alternative um, through managing our own stress and managing the stresses in our life um, better so that we can improve our quality of life enormously. It doesn't have to be the way we live our life. Yeah, luckily life can be much happier. Okay, maybe not those 24 hours and seven days uh, per week still. Absolutely more happiness than sadness and stress and everything else. Absolutely. It can be life-changing. Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much, Jody, for joining us and sharing all those tips. And if our listeners would like to know more about you and follow you, where can they do so? The easiest way to find out more about me is via my website. So my website's just www.jodywelkling.com. So if you look up the spelling in, in the show notes, it'll, it's basically jodywelkling.com. Um, people can look at what I do on there. There's also I'm a, I've got a book that's about to be released. So if they're interested in that, there's an information on that. Um, and there's also information on the services that I do. And they can basically request or reach out to me yeah reach out to me and register sort of like as somebody on for email lists and and to possibly have a chat with me um on my website you'll also find me on on linkedin as well i'm pretty active on linkedin if our audience would like to know more then there is a lot of materials to read beautiful yeah beautiful thank you and thank you once again it was so great to have you here to talk about stress resilience and why not to have happier life. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on, Tuli. Come and check all the show notes and transcript at stepupandthrivepodcast.com slash 28. Thank you for joining Step Up and Thrive with Judy Walkerling. I am your host, Tuli Barksy. Tune in in two weeks.